Blog Talk Radio. Celebrity, uh, Captain Bob of the good ship Tootentail uh, is, uh, is joining us. <laughs> Welcome, I'm sure he's going to be able to update us on uh, everything that goes on, uh, especially on the, uh, um, the what would that be the uh, starboard side of the ship. So, uh, well, well, that's, that's, you know, keeping everything to the right. Yeah, you know, going for our uh, wife and I go in tomorrow for our our, uh, our our final test for to become skippers of our our vessels. But yeah, 
you know, I just uh, Monday got my prerequisite nose job for California out of the way. So swelled up, uh, swelled up, you know, all week. My eyes felt shut, you know, put that on Facebook there for my buddies. You know, they're like, yeah, that's the guy we miss, you know, all be busted up. So, yeah. <laughs> Retirement of a fighter isn't, isn't, isn't what everyone makes it out to be. It's a lot different, you know, a lot, a lot of surgery involved. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Hard to keep the watch body. That's right. <laughs> he's got the cycle. He's got the chop. <laughs> now he's got the nose. All he's got to do is get the uh, the body down, and, and he'll be out on the beach doing the Baywatch thing. Oh, that's right. You know, I mean, to date ourselves, going back to Lee Majors, I'm, I'm like the $600 man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not... Not quite the investment proper material, you know, but uh, got some metal in there. Sure. Well, let's start out the Z. It was a, a fight on this afternoon, uh, Benavides against uh, uh, Demis. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, I've never seen a guy use the uh, ropes so effectively to, to uh, remain standing up during a whole fight. Well, he didn't like what was coming at him. I mean, to be honest, better better be if it's it's pretty hard. And I mean, he's he's aggressive. Uh, he's not he's not a guy who's shy of the contact either. Not a defensive artist. He's gonna come in there. He's gonna lay his bombs on you. But better be if has a very educated jab, and he'll get to his positions to lay his hard shots just behind his jab, sort of like. I almost want to say sort of like the Jake LaMotta mode, except for Better mm-hmm. Biv. I mean, not, you know, different fighters. Better Biv, you know, pound, you know pound for pound, he hits pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the guy, uh, that is, he, he's just overmatched. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. He, he's just overmatched. Better Biv is something that, you know, a lot of guys haven't seen. The guy, he's like a machine almost. Um, I've seen him hit pretty hard. And... I mean, he, he takes a very, very good shot, and he keeps coming. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a guy that, you know, he's just easy to hit either, just because he's, he's right. I mean, sometimes, I mean, people could say the art of boxing, this and that. Sometimes, I mean, no, no not even sometimes. Ultimately, it's a fight. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. people think, it's, and that's why I, I don't call it a sport. You know, you know, fight, you know, you have fighting competition, and then you have sports. Something you could focus, you know, your focus is on a ball, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. That's a sport to me. But better be if doesn't, you know. And when you say you don't play boxing, look at better be. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And especially against a guy who was overmatched. Then it's his old toughness, but I mean, I can't say too much else. Yeah, yeah, I was impressed. I mean, he's had seventeen seventeen months off between COVID and the broken rib and the, and everything else. Um, and uh, but he certainly didn't lose anything in that ring today. Uh, he no. was uh, he was he was powerful. Yeah, well, he's strong. He, he's strong. Yeah, I mean, he he's a uh, light heavyweight. He, he's strong, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting yeah. because uh, I'm trying to. I'm hoping that him and Bivol are on the crash course to seeing each other. That that would make a very interesting fight to me. One of the Charlos um, is he came out and mouthed off about it after the fight, and he said he was going to accept one of those. So I don't, I, don't, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> well, but, yeah, the uh, Charlo. Well, I know one of the. Um, I'm thinking the middleweight Charlo. He was talking right. about uh, he wanted to see Benavidez, mm-hmm. and you know, but. I mean, he would have to move up, obviously. Benavides could barely, to be honest, make 168 yeah. most of the time. So, I mean, yeah. but he came in his last fight, you know, in one weight in shape, and he did, you know, he looked good. And mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, just, I mean, if he's, he's looking because, you know, I mean, right now he, he could lose money on the scale. Not only uh, mm-hmm. lose money as far as, you know, just title right overweight titles, but not, sure. yeah, just being overweight. He'd lose yeah. money just because, you know, you're moving up to the big leagues. Guys mm-hmm. like Canelo, Caleb Plant, they don't have time for that right now. They don't have time for you to be coming in overweight with a fight against them. You know, these big money fights. You're talking about mm-hmm. solidifying titles in 
you know, dealing with Canelo millions of dollars. So you right mm-hmm. now you need to be at the top of your game, especially if you're mm-hmm. on top of your division. You, you know, these guys, mm-hmm. they don't have time for that. So you have to, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking he really has to, you know, if he's going to do the rehydrating thing, which he does, then that's what he has sure. to do. But he has to be good on his way. Hey, Bob, we had a uh, big retirement this week uh, and a uh, looked like a 26-page retirement statement. Um, do you want to bring everybody up to date on that one? Yeah, I do. That's like a that's like a half hour conversation right there. That whole division <laughs> all messed up. Uh, <laughs> that I mean, it, it's huge excitement. You know, Khabib though he retired in the ring, twenty nine and zero. Dana did his best to bring him back, uh, but you know he's sticking to his guns and wants to retire. So uh, Dana uh, officially you know went along with it, and, and Khabib is retiring. But before we get into mm-hmm. that, because that's a whole new division, I kind of want to mm-hmm. recap last week, if I may. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, UFC Fight Night last week, uh, headline was Leon Edwards uh, versus Hello uh, Muhammad. We'll get back to that. But the two fights before that, we had Dan Ige versus uh, Gavin Tucker. Now, Ige been a while, uh, around a while. He wins. We talked about that last week. Uh, so he wins. Mm-hmm. He stays. Uh, going forward, Ryan Spann versus uh, Misha Kukrova. Uh, Spann won, so he'll stay. He's been around a while, um, which is good. Uh, and then you go into the, the, the fight of the night or the, the main event, which was leaning on Edwards uh, versus Mohammed, and he ended up getting a round two no contest doing an eye poke. And uh, so, so, I mean, that, again, uh, uh, tough division. Uh, Edwards uh, in inch, or, uh, eventually wanted, or he wanted Usman, uh, but but Jorge Masvidal got Usman. So uh, again, another division has kind of got jockeying going around. So and we can talk about that later too. But um, yeah, getting back I, I, to me, yo, go ahead. Yeah, no, I did have that on my list to to talk about. The other one uh, from last week um, was the. Uh, I understand uh, Junior uh, um, Santos is uh, very upset that uh, they let him go. Yeah, he's you know, but again, Dana, we you know, remember we talked about that. Um, Dos Santos is mm-hmm. one of my, I mean, one of my heroes, and you know, been around, you know, mm-hmm. uh, big guy and and great fighter. Uh, uh, but again, you know, the clock is ticking, and when you're you're mid thirty. Uh, you're kind of looking at retirement. Your, your mind doesn't want mm-hmm. to, but your body does. So when you're pushing 40 and whatnot, and you're still trying to hold on to the game. Um, right. These young guys are just, they're just, they're going to keep pushing you out the door. And, and Dos Santos mm-hmm. is upset about it. You know, he could try to catch on to Bellator. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he's got options still. He's still a name. Uh, but, you know, Dana's cleaning house. And, and yeah, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, Dos Santos came out and said the way he was, you know, let go and, you know, wasn't all, you know, very respectful and stuff like that. And, and, and I see that it, it's a has been in the, in the, uh, in the UFC is not what it's like in other sports. You know, I can, I can, I can run into people, you know, at a UFC fight and, you know, I competed in UFC 17 last tournament style and they might, you know, maybe know my name, but it's not like, Oh, cool. You, you know what I mean? Like they don't give two shits. You know what I mean? And, right. and neither they should, you know. But, uh, um, you know, it's all about who's the greatest thing right now. Who's talking uh, the most trash on the Internet? Who's who's in the biggest limelight, you know, right right mm-hmm. now? So, and I just mm-hmm. think that's kind of a generational gap. It's it's all about the right now, you know. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, they, you know, they don't look at who, who built stuff up or, you know, uh, like, you know, it was way bigger for me that my coach got, you know, inducted to the DOC Hall of Fame, you know, later mm-hmm. than I should have, you know, I wanted. But, you know, and not as big a deal to him, but I thought it was coming. But, you know, so it's it's the guys that built the sport I, I give a lot of credit to, right. too. Because, you know, just like boxing, we put a lot of history into that. You know, the uh, the guys that shined, you know, um, stood out. Tyson's, Ali's, uh, 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 you know, uh, all kinds of different guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and and it's a fact that right now, I mean, guys are not going to retire in the U.S. <laughs> it's as simple mm-hmm. as that. You're not going to see guys 
you know, they, they're going out and getting a UST retirement. They might get in the Hall of Fame, but as far as retirement, you know how fighters are. You know, it, it does, it, the fighters themselves aren't going to retire themselves. Fighters, you know, they, they tend to think they have it until, you know, a little you know later than maybe they do. And the thing is, Dana White's not playing that game. He's right now, it's all about, and, and Bob is absolutely right. It's all about today's dollar. And yeah, right. the, I mean, and what he's doing, he's, he's, he's weeding it out and trying to, he will not even trying to, he's cashing out. And he's cashing out on name. Um, he's giving the guys one shot for the most part. You know, it depends your performance. It really depends fight, your performance. Fight or die right now. Fight or die. You know, it's literally fight or your career in the UFC is dead, and yeah. and and that's why it's so important to have other avenues of you know mixed martial arts. You know, as right. far as broadcast, you, because mm-hmm. once you, I mean, the UFC, yeah, that's the big you know the big guy, but you're supposed to have other avenues just because these fighters, I mean, they're still competing. <laughs> you you had a whole tournament where you know a heavyweight tournament with guys with names. And that draws attention. I'm not going to say, you know, guys are they're fighting past their prime. They shouldn't. Can't tell a fighter what to do. You can't tell a person how to make their money. And that's, you know, that, and I agree. Dr. Chris always said that, and I agree wholeheartedly with that. I mean, you can't tell a guy how to make his trade. So, I mean, you know, that's and at this point, Dana, he's telling guys you can make your trade, but not here. Sure. Let me, let me just jump back over to, to boxing for a second because I, I, I got a question. Tiafino Lopez versus uh, Tank Davis. What's your thought on that one? Oh, well, if they match up, Tank is is going to be the smaller guy. I mean, Tank is usually mm-hmm. the smaller guy, period. But mm-hmm. Tiafino Lopez, at that weight, Tiafino Lopez and Ryan Garcia – Probably are the hardest hitters mm-hmm. for, for one punch. Um, mm-hmm. Tank Davis needs to get into certain areas, certain positions to get his power off. He, and I'm going to say he's fighting 130. He, he's, he's easily could fight probably 140. And I think his last fight may have taken place at maybe 135, 140. 140, I think. I don't know. Um, but Tank, I mean... He, he he's going to run into a guy who moves his feet back, you know, a little bit more actively than he does and who hits probably a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, Tank, I think he's a little cleaner in his technique. I think that he's a little, little more durable than Terrafino. Mm-hmm. And that's just because he has to be as far as stature and the way he fights. He's methodical with his feet, but when he gets there, he's very efficient. Um mm-hmm. He just can't spend all day trying to get there against Terrafimo. Terrafimo has to worry about, because Tank is cleaner. Simple as that. Tank is a cleaner fighter. And he's more at that counterpuncher than Terrafimo. So Terrafimo just can't let his hands go keep his left down. He can't keep his hands down like he does at times. He can't, you know, wing a whole bunch of punches as he does at times. Although he can shell Tank up, which I expect if they fought he would do, you know, for a pretty good amount of moments. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, when somebody, you know, he, when somebody hits hard and can move, that's kind of a problem. So I mean, you tell you, but as I said, Tank, he would have to, he could maneuver himself into certain places. But I could just see Tessimo all working him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Bob, um, there's a. Uh... Michael Chandler certainly is getting a lot of work. Uh, he's got uh, Oliver coming up uh, in two weeks. What, what, what's your thoughts on that one? All right. Well, real quick, I'm going to back up. You know, we were talking about retirement and UFC. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just okay. going to say stay in school, kids. You know, all of our fans mm-hmm. do MMA as, as, a, as a, you know, a hobby. You know, I mean, uh, MMA is kind of like drug dealers. You never hear of a successful retiree. You, you know what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah. Absolutely. But anyway, yeah, jumping forward. So now we're getting into that whole division with Khabib's uh, announcement and official retirement. Okay. So that, that, again, 
uh, boom, puts. They, they decided to go with uh, Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler um, mm-hmm. for the title, the, uh, uh, the vacated uh, the title. So, and they're, they're ranked third and fourth, okay? So then you look at, well, right. who's, who's ranked first and second, right? <laughs> well, you got Poirier mm-hmm. engaged, you know? Yeah. So then you're like, what, well, what's happening here? Why, why does, you know, rank or Charles Oliver third and, and Chandler fourth get the title shot? You know, that mm-hmm. jumping over two guys. So then Gagey's pretty upset, feeling like he got yeah. jumped over right. and not even looked at, which is because right now uh, I think he could, well, I mean, it's a tough fight, but I, mm-hmm. you know, he, would, he should have e- a chance to either one of them, you, you know, yeah. um, and totally passed over. Uh, but, and then, you know, then you're looking for Duster Poirier, who, who's ranked number yeah. one. Well, why, what's he doing? Well, he's signing up for the, the McGregor trilogy. You know, the third fight against McGregor, there's, there's more money in it anyway. You know, sure. sniff yeah. out that money. Um, so so he's like he's letting them pie pass him because he's got a contract for some big money against uh, six-ranked Conor McGregor, you know? So a really, you know, and we've been building up for this ever since uh, Khabib announced his retirement that this was a messy division, you know? And so this is the scraps that they're putting together. Uh, again, Dana being the business guy, I think he's putting it together the best way to make the most money <laughs> versus, yeah. who, versus the fans. We want to see the, the best guys go after the best guys, you, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it is, it is what it is. I mean, Dana will string us along, give these other two guys a chance. He'll make money on the Poirier McGregor. Gagey's just right. in the meanwhile, doing a backstroke in a pool, uh, getting irritated. Uh, yeah. And waiting for his opportunity at whoever comes out next out of one of those two fights. Mm-hmm. The prime example of what you're talking about, Kamar Uzman against Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, right. same thing. <laughs> right. There, he's doing great with it, but again, he's just and and we've we've said it from the beginning. This guy knows how to make his money. You know, he just throws it all over the place, and he'll put whoever he wants to against whomever he wants to, uh, and and uh, to make to make the most capital out of it versus best against the best guy. So. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Usman coming up against Masvidal. That's a big one again. Uh, passing over guys there. Yep. Um, yeah. So you don't. You don't. And that's slotted for what? Uh, UFC 261, April 24th. 61. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're building up to that one. Uh, stretching, stretching us out. Like tonight. Tonight. <laughs> I mean, tonight's kind of like a fill-in fight night. You know, like no one's right. really. Up and coming. Heck, I didn't even do any bets on it. You know, like, I don't know enough of the names. But uh, yeah, these these guys coming up tonight. We'll we'll see how they do. But uh, the only thing really tonight that I heard is the co-main event got canceled today due to a COVID restriction. So made it through made it through last night, the weigh-ins, the whole bit, and then somehow today somebody got cut uh, due to COVID. So. Was that the but one yeah. where the uh, the girl uh, passed out three times? Mm. No, she that, was at, that at was the way, and they finally had to take her out of the stretcher. No, yeah, you're talking you're talking a while back. That was uh, let's see, that's been rescheduled for UFC 263 in June. Great, um, great. It was uh, Sajari Eubanks versus Carol Rosa, and um, she. Uh, uh, flew in, you know, whatever, did her weight cut, and then after the weight cut, everything's going good, passed out a bunch of times. And, uh, like, wait, this is one people I, I want to say, and I ask Z's opinion, as a fighter, as a competitor, even as a coach, I'd go through it with them or try. Weight cuts are about the damn worst thing on the planet. You know, when mm-hmm. and, and people, we're not talking, you know, hey, I'm overweight and i got to cut a few pounds. We're talking I'm in shape and need to cut more, you know, to make a certain weight. And, um, you know, you really, really dehydrate yourself, a lot of heat, a lot of saunas, a lot of steam rooms. Um, I've passed out. I've had people pass out on me. Um, it's, uh, uh, it, 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 it's, it's probably one of the most dangerous parts of the game. I was, I was uh, 
elated at the least to say when Dana White cut out all the IV restorations in the UFC that that kept people closer to their weight divisions. Yeah, because um, yeah, with an IV you could put on you know you could drop down fifteen twenty pounds unhealthy, um, and and uh, yeah so. People, you got I've had competitors. You know, you got to rehydrate. It's not one thing to make the weight, but once you make the weight, you're just you're looking. You're 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 so focused. You're watching the condensation drip down the bottles. Like you're you're, you're every little bit of water is glistening like jewels in the room. You can't wait to get liquid. And if you don't hydrate correctly and you know take baby sips of you know you just want to pound water. I had one dude do that, put himself in the hospital. I'm like you don't like you got to take sips of PD light. You got to come back slowly and you know uh I don't know. It, it's so yeah, the the weight cutting um that that does come into a factor in both boxing, both uh MMA uh wrestlers I guess are the next people mm-hmm. to us, but uh yeah, it's huge stuff and now with the competition level these guys they want they want uh you know, hey if the, all the money's it's 155 and I'm walking around at 180 like I'll do it you know I'll cut all that stuff down there and and they're just getting hydrated or dehydrated and then also too coming from Colorado living out there for so many years you got two two different ways to deal with that altitude sickness I mean Brazil is taller than people think Uh, New Mexico is way higher than people think Uh, Colorado gets the namesake because it's real close to a mile 5200 or something uh New Mexico is higher than that. It's like 7,000. You know, they don't talk about that, but uh, Greg Jackson's gym's up there. Um, so elevation training is huge as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, two ways to go about that, like the football players, they, they fly in the day of. You fly in the day of, some fighters, you fly in the day of. Sh- hopefully you're not there long enough for you to affect you. Other than that, you need weeks right. of preparation. These guys that, that fly out, you know, two or three days ahead of time to visit, by that second, third day, you get hit with that altitude sickness, and you're done. Uh-huh. Absolutely, and Bob, you make a you make an excellent point um, with the weight. People don't understand fighting is a dangerous game, also with the weight, and that weight is a perfect example of certain hidden dangers that people don't know about. When you are cutting weight, the way you know, especially you know, in a hurry, and then you're rehydrating in a hurry, that takes a toll on the body, takes a toll on the liver and the kidneys. Not only that, you aren't, uh, you're more at your maximum effectiveness as far as energy when you're closer to your walk-around weight. Not saying that, you know, you know when your healthy walk-around weight is not over, but, you, you know, you're closer to your maximum effectiveness. You're going to train, but when you dehydrate and you lose so much weight so fast and then you rehydrate, you know, fat, you know, up, you know, just all of a sudden, your body's not at maximum energy effectiveness, not at maximum functioning effectiveness. So to be honest, I mean, you haven't trained your body in a certain, you know, that boost of weight like that. Mm-hmm. People, you know, yeah. now you can be heavier and all of that. But not only that, that's one danger. The other danger is this. When you're walk, when you're fighting close closer to your walk around weight, you're really you're fighting more bigger guy you're fighting bigger guys all of the time. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. If you're fighting if you're walking around at one ninety and you're fighting at one seventy five, you are fighting two hundred and something pound guys. Two hundred ten pound yeah. guys. Yeah. Core cutting mm-hmm. weight. So when they come into the ring, you know, fight time, these guys they're back to oh, they're back to two hundred something pounds. And you're you're back to one ninety. That's dangerous. That's dangerous because now that's a constant thing. You're constantly fighting heavier, apparently harder hitting guys, more durable guys. Uh-huh. You know, who might not have their maximum effectiveness or energy, but they're still bigger and heavier. So I mean that uh-huh. that weight is real important, you know, as far as that goes. It, it takes a special kind of stupid. I mean, I you know, I, again, a, a certain kind of athlete, a special kind of somebody. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, to t- to not compare other sports, but to kind of, you know, in that sort of way, most of our armchair quarterbacks that watch our stuff and say they could do it couldn't make it through a weight cut. You know, and that's and that's the God's honest truth. You know, um, the weight cuts that some of these people go through is just phenomenal. And then, you know, you get the women. You know, the personal trainer side of me, 
Uh, women see abs at 10%, men see them at 15, women, or sorry, vice versa, men don't see them until 10, women see it at 15, women are designed to carry more fat, but when these women, these straw weights, these band weights, you know, they're coming down to the three, four uh, percentile body fat, you know, and cutting more weight, like it messes with all their internal stuff as well, so um, there's a lot more happening behind the scenes, and that's, you know, MMA is kind of that boxing, that's kind of the iceberg of sports, you know, you only watch the tip. There's so mm-hmm. much more buried beneath it that goes into it to to get to mm-hmm. that level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Hey, Z, what do you think? What do you think of the Estrada fight? Oh, the Estrada Tapolito. Uh, oh, um, it was a good fight, and I just think Estrada just was he, he, he has a little bit more than Chocolatito. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. I mean, you know, it's it's good to see these guys. I mean, it was a good fight. It's good to see them still able to, you know, do that thing right now. And I think they're totally done on as far as you know competition wise. But yeah, mm-hmm. these younger guys right now who's coming up and that isn't you know younger and he, and as I say, it's and it's crazy because it seems like the younger guys are bigger and quicker. Now maybe mm-hmm. there's something in the water, something in the food, something in the YouTube. I don't know. It's it's just mm-hmm. these guys are machines, man. I mean, even in boxing, you know, you have a guy like Jared Hurd, 154 pounds, looking like he easily could fight at light heavyweight. I mean, mm-hmm. you, have, you just have you know, guys who are freaks of nature at these weights, and. I mean, as I say, those weight cuts, man, they, they I mean, they, they, they're making, they, they, I mean, it's, it's it's the dangerous game both ways. You fight these guys who are bigger all the time. I mean, I'm just thinking of Austin Trout. <laughs> you know, sure. his instance with the, the Charlos and, 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 you know, hurry. I mean, that's just, I mean, you just have to do that. Um that's that's what makes me respect a guy like Canelo so much because he's always fighting bigger guys at this stage. Ever, I mean, ever since moving up to, well, 154, he was fighting taller guys, but really at 160, he was fighting Golovkin. So ever since moving up to 160, he's been fighting bigger guys. Golovkin's a bigger guy than Canelo. I mean, he, you know, he fought Kovalev, he fought Smith. I mean, he fought uh, Eldrum. I mean, Canelo, I mean, that's what gives me so much respect because he's always, he's five foot eight. He's five right. foot eight, and he's, be, he's beating a six foot, what, two, three, two and a half, you know, light heavyweight who, who, who has a knockout power. You haven't heard of that until back into in like the 50s and stuff, till, you know, those the short stature guys who are, you know, heavier. You know who could fight at those weights. That's what makes me respect Canelo because he seems like he's doing. You know that's that's kind of the old school box. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, <clears throat> Bob, I'll come back over to you for uh, Derek Brunson uh, and uh, Holland fight tonight. What you thought of that one? Uh, let's see. Tonight we got basically Brunson with his wrestling. He's pretty good with the mm-hmm. wrestling. Uh, Holland coming with more of a kickboxer. Um, you know, one of the guys on the internet, like, you know, possible TKL round two for Holland. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I think with the wrestling in there, I don't think either one of them is that hot. I think maybe Brunson can, you know, bring it out to a draw. We'll see. You know, I think it'll go to the decision with enough wrestling or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, there was a couple of fights that just happened though that uh, uh, I, I didn't maybe look. Let me look over here real quick. Uh, gosh darn it! So it was uh, yeah, Charles Jordan against Marco uh, Rojo that just happened uh, a couple of fights mm-hmm. back, and and it, the first round he came out and you know there's a little bit of exchange, but his first connection was a kick to the to the groin. And that just got oh, me Lord. cracking up. Yeah, I mean, you oh, know, because the first official strike, you know, and, and I had a guy <laughs> like that, Brian Guntel used to fight for me, and, you know, he, he, he was an amateur, and he was older in his 40s, and went against a younger kid, and the same thing, came out, and, 
you know, had his had his hands up. The guy was just kind of dominating Brian, and Brian just wanted mm-hmm. to do a fight. And his only offensive strike was a kick to the groin, you know. And and you know, everyone was booed. I'm like, okay, you know, as his coach, like Brian, you got to do something else. Then Brian stood there, took a more of a beating, and then his only strike was a kick to the groin, and boo. And at this point, I'm losing my chips, oh. you know. And uh, the round goes, and he comes back to the corner. I'm Brian. I'm like, you can't, you can't just be doing that, you know. And, oh. and uh, but again, people get so caught up in the crowd and the lights and what's really happening, and mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, you got to do something other than stand there and get beat up, right? Good talk, prep talk. Send him back out round two. First strike of the round two was a kick to the groin. At this point, the crowd just laughed. <laughs> the dude laughed like, it was like it kept, like he couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> not one jab, not one, you know, and, and you know, and then they, you know, so they deducted a point. You know, he ended up losing by, and then just pretty much just stood there. After that, he kind of settled down a little bit and exchanged some punches. But again, talking about mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, iceberg of what it takes to get in the ring. You get up there and try to fight mm-hmm. in front of people and crowds and. You know, you're not thinking straight, but yeah. So I was giggling a little bit, little, little bit ago with these fights. So tonight's not a bad card. Actually, our Angela Hill just got a decision over Ashley Yoder. Um, we're getting onto the main card now. So um, um, yeah, it's looking pretty good. We've had a draw, a decision, and then uh, real quick a, a TKO. So um, looking good. Tonight will be. Let good. me ask you some. As long as we're talking, as long as we're talking about women, how about uh, Montana De La Rosa? Uh, versus uh, Ariana uh, Lipsky. Uh, it's coming up on um, June 5th. You know anything about those two? I haven't heard much about that yet. Um, but uh, And I also want to go back and apologize. It was Bruno Silva versus J.P. Byes, the, the fight that I was just talking about, that kicked him in the balls. But anyway, yeah, I was on the wrong <laughs> But, yeah, giggling, I'm cracking up. Then it went on to be yeah. a pretty good fight. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, but I, I don't know about the girls coming up. I, I know um, the, the two girls that we talked about earlier, the one that uh, it got passed over due to her passing out from the weight cut, right. that's pushed off to right. June. Um, right. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I get a little impatient with this. You know, like Z was talking about earlier, the whole um, uh, welterweight division, Carmen Usman, all that, Colby Covington, all that's all mm-hmm. crazy. Um, you know, we, we, they've got so much. And then, again, a couple of weeks back, Adesanya trying to go up against Jan Blankowicz, you know. So I'm going to see some heavyweight stuff come up. Um, I'm kind of hoping for some middleweight stuff to work itself out. You know, Uriah Hall is still in there, you know, ranked number nine. You yeah. know, Kevin Hall, and these guys mm-hmm. have been around for a while. So they're going to be up for those fight-or-die moments coming soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, Lips- Lipsky girl, is, uh, she's pretty tough. Uh See, her last fight was back in November, 255, UFC 255, and they call her the queen of violence. Uh, she, uh, had a t- she had two TKOs so far uh, in, in the second round. So uh, that's going to oh, nice. be, uh, be a tough fight. But, uh, Z, let me ask you, uh, as long as we're talking about women, let's go uh, Jessica McCaskill. Actually, she was, she was brutal last week. Oh yeah, I'm so I didn't see that fight. I didn't I didn't see okay. that fight yeah. and I didn't yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, she dominated uh, uh Brackhouse. And um, okay. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that last week. Okay. I yeah. did see that fight. I was thinking about all right. Yeah, well <laughs> I was say I saw my cast school before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, all right, how about uh Here's one that surprised me. Demetrius uh, Andretti uh, is coming back uh, against uh, Liam Williams um, on the se- next month, the 17th. Uh, you have any ideas on that, that fight? I'm not familiar too much with Liam Williams, and I'm, I'm, there's probably a good reason because right now Andre is coming back. He's trying to get in the mix of things. He's trying to get his name, you know, back out to relevancy. Um, but to be honest, his name really hasn't been the most relevant because he hasn't fought in any of, of any stature. Right. You know, now as I say, don't disrespect to any fighter, but I mean, he mm-hmm. he he hasn't fought in anybody of note. And mm-hmm. when you don't do that, then you tend to lose credibility. <laughs> as mm-hmm. simple as that. Especially when you have a name, then I mean, now it's it's 
You know, what, what you know, what are you doing? And so mm-hmm. right now he, he needs to make a step because he's getting older. That every every person does. Sure. And in the fight game, you get older quicker. You know, dog ears. So you just have to. Oh, sure. You know, you have to get busy. He really kind of mm-hmm. has to get busy against someone. And I just okay. don't, you know, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, you know, there, there's been a lot of all of a sudden there's been a lot of uh, talk about uh, Joe Smith Jr. I mean, I, I've I've watched the films on him. I mean, that guy is tough, and no doubt about that. Um, but uh, he's got a fight coming up uh, next week, um, and I, I'm blanking on who it is he's, he's uh, fighting. But uh, do you uh, do you have anything on on uh, on Joe Smith Jr. Um. Yeah, I don't know who's fighting, but I, I I like watching Joe Smith Jr. I really enjoy watching him fight because it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to go one of two ways. Boxers, they, they'll take Joe Smith apart. Um, if if you're not taking Joe Smith apart, Joe Smith's knocking you out. It's as simple as that. Joe Smith, he doesn't. It, you talk about a guy who comes to the ring and doesn't come to play. You know, I, I would like to see that. I, him against better BF to me would be a, a interest a very very interesting clash, and that is because I mean I, I give the physical advantages to better BF, um, mm-hmm. except for punching power, except for punching right. power. Joel Smith is very deliberate. Not going to throw a whole bunch of fakes and faints. Although in the last fight I saw him in, he, he, against Alvarez actually, um, right? He did good. He did good. He actually, and I was surprised. I actually picked Alvarez. I thought Alvarez would out, you know, power, be able to power box him, outbox him. And that did not happen. Alvarez could not keep Joe Smith from hitting him. And, they, yeah, that that's as simple as that. Joe Smith looked like he had a few more new wrinkles to his game. Uh, he incorporated. But, at, you know, Alvarez, to me, he's passed the best of himself. Uh, he gave those up against Kovalev to me, those fights. Although they weren't wars, the first one was more of a war, but the fights weren't wars. Um, but, I mean, Alvarez is still a championship competitor. And Joe Smith knocked him out, I think, maybe like in the sixth or seventh. But, I mean, he did it efficiently. It wasn't like it was something that came from nowhere. Just he applied, you know, very, very educated, steady pressure, and he got to his mark. Often, well, often enough until Alvarez wasn't there anymore. So I mean, I, I don't know who Joe Smith's fighting. I, I, I will be watching. I definitely will be watching. Mm-hmm. All right. What about um, uh, Mauricio Lara? Is, is he related to the other Lara? He's got Josh Washington uh, coming up. Warrington, I'm sorry. Josh Washington. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I heard I heard the name before. Uh, I'm just trying to recall him. But uh, Josh Warrington, right now, uh, Josh Warrington is it's going to be interesting where 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 he's going right now. He he's a seasoned guy who's still not old. Right. <laughs> he's not old, and but I mean, was Josh Warrington? One forty, if I'm correct. No, 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 Josh Warrington. Yeah, Josh Warrington. I mean, he. I mean, he's not the top. I mean, he's not the top of his position. But I mean, I, I think he's very capable. Any night, I mean, he's capable. Doesn't hit the hardest, but he's very, very you know, educated. Um, I think he just, you know, as far as natural ability, you have guys who are. Just as smart with more natural ability, and that's the problem mm-hmm. in fighting. Fighting is you could you could be smart and as you want, but if you have a guy who's just as smart and just more natural ability, maybe a little stronger, maybe a little quicker, a little taller with a little more reach <laughs> that knows how to use it, you know that 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 you know just sometimes that you know you you have to you have guys like that got to make it a dog fight. I can't be technically clean against this guy. So, got to muddy the waters. <laughs> Simple as that. I mean, sometimes, I mean, you know, and that's a risk. 
people don't understand. That's a risk when you do that. You're going into the contact. It's always a guy can use, you know, more tools when you when you're closer to him. I mean, in in in, in boxing, MMA. I mean, you have all you have tools. You know, that's so. Sure. It's it's gets dangerous when you start muddy in the waters. But if you have a guy who's cleaner, then you have to, you know, that that's what it is. And Josh Warrenson's capable mm-hmm. of that. Um, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, against which competition. Okay. Hey, Bob, what do you think about the uh, Sanhagen fight coming up with uh, Ashraf? Sanhagen versus Ashraf. When's that one coming? Uh, the 10th of uh, May. Yeah, I'm not I'm not getting anything on that. It's, let's jump a little too far ahead of me. I was going to talk about next week's fights coming up. Well, let's but, go uh, ahead with it. All right, yeah, yeah. So May 10th, that's you know, getting close to my birthday. I'm blocking that whole week out. I'll be I'll be fuzzy. But anyway, so next <laughs> week we've got we were just talking. Around. I was looking for some uh, heavyweights and I forgot. So main card. Uh, um, Next UFC 260 is Stevie Miocic versus Francis Nagara or uh, Nagana. So that's that's number one champion versus number uh, one contender. So that'll be fantastic. Um, there'll be a lot of uh, other exciting fights on that, like the featherweight Ortega versus uh, Alexander Vol- Volkanovski. Um, Co-co main event would be welterweight Tyrone Woodley uh, versus Vincent LeCue. Now, or, uh, and I think for that, that'll probably be a fight-or-die opportunity for Tyrone Woodley. Um, I think right. he's, you know, he's right on that cutting cusp as well, you know, with the Santos and all those guys that are getting cleaned out. Um, mm-hmm. He did okay his last one, so he stayed in. But I think, I think Dana's kind of pushing him in that direction, Bellator direction. Um, we'll have uh, Thomas Almeida against Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley's notorious for... You know, painting his hair like a clown. He's he's good yeah. fighter, though. He's good, you know, real good fighter, real scrappy, hopping around, doing all kinds of good stuff. Um, then I'll have a you know pretty big preliminary early prelims card. It'll be like an all day thing, but the main events what I'm going to keep my eye out for. Okay. What do you think about the uh, the Stipe and Ganu fight? I think Nugano's uh, a bit of a heavier hitter. And Stipe's got a little bit better counter. Um, I think they're both dangerous big men. Uh, um, yeah, so that's, I don't know. That's about all I got on that. So I think I'll, I think we'll pretty much stay up on its feet. Uh, Stipe might come in with some kicks. Nagano's got some of those kicks as well. So um, I don't really see it going to the ground. I think it's going to be a, a, a Tyson-style you know, main event. Mm-hmm. I think someone's going down. Uh, I, I, I I agree. They're two, two heavy men, and yeah, I think that uh, they're, they're both quicker than, than than their weight. They both have, you know, they yeah. both kind of they're quick reactive, and um, I think Stipe is going to be dangerous for him early, and I think it has more to do with Stipe. Stipe, I mean, lately he's he's not knocking you out in the first round. He's measuring you out. He, he, he you know, he, as you say, he's countering. To counter, you have to start to read a person, which takes a little bit of time. You know, you have to see what they're presenting. Um, he's, you know, Magano's not. You know, he's looked a little more patient in fights, but he's extremely explosive. And with explosion, you have to set the fuse. The timer has to burn on the fuse. On on the stick of dynamite, the timer has to burn. That that's meaning he has to get his rest after he explodes. Um, that if he could do it consistently, he has a chance to beat Stepe. I mean, throughout five rounds, um, or else if he catches Stepe, which which you know is dangerous. The problem is conditioning. I just yeah, think Stepe is a better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I just think for five rounds, Stipe is a better conditioned athlete who knows who knows how to maintain and you know his calmness. Who knows not how to burn his energy through moments of exchanges. 
and the guy knew he will swing and miss and burn some energy into his explosion. Um, it's just, it's, I mean, it's going to be tough for Stipe. It's definitely going to be tough for Stipe. But if he can weather through two rounds, I think he, he, he's going to win. He's yeah, gonna win. He, might, he might stop Nagami, but he's going to win. But it's just tough to be a counterpuncher against somebody that's got knockout power and that that's explosive. Oh you, know, you, you might not be able to counter from that from that shot, you know. And and but it is like you're saying, Z, like watching Stipe evolve and watching all these fighters evolve from first round knockout artists because you know you're you're I don't know. I'll throw out the sex analogy. You're 18. You're excited. It's happening. You just boom. You're done. It's over real quick in the first round. As you get older, you're taking it into the deeper rounds. You see what I'm saying? You're feeling out yeah. your opponent. So, uh, but yeah, and, and watching them develop as, as these uh, uh, these better champions. Because again, um, knowing you've got the conditioning, if I can draw you into rougher water, uh, mm. I have a better opportunity than going out and trying to beat you your style and going out and getting a stud flesh with, with Nagano, you know, so pretty boring first round. That's just my pick. But uh, um, again, you, you've got to, you've got to really be cautious when one mistake and that's all you need is one mistake. And then to capitalize on it with that kind of power and it's nine night time. Yeah. Yeah. Both of these, I mean, especially you have these guys with four ounce gloves, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> hey Z, you want to bring everybody up to date on the Virgil Ortiz and uh, Maurice Hooker? Uh, no, they're supposed to fight. I didn't. Uh, um, I know that. Yeah, they're matched up. I thought it was for the yeah, night. Did they tonight. fight already? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. are going to fight tonight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to see what Virgil Ortiz is made of. <laughs> we're going to see. going to see what Virgil Ortiz is made of. That's Hooker. Yeah, Hooker. Hooker. He he's not. You know, they're fighting at 147. Uh, Hooker's not the upper echelon. Uh, um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, you know, obviously, but he he is a guy that you're not. You know, he's gonna give you a test. He's gonna give you a test. Mm-hmm. I expect Ortiz to win, but I mean, if if he's real, if he's not real, Hooker uh, Hooker let him know. Hooker let him know. You know, on on Wednesday night we had um, our good friend um, um, Bernard Fernandez on with, on the other show. Uh, we were celebrating the 50th anniversary of the, the Thriller in Manila uh, a week late, uh, but uh, I didn't realize that um, he flew over with Al Ali and was with him uh, most of the time he was over there. Wow, they were. They were pretty good. He and well, he and Frazier and, and Ali were were good friends all the way around. Uh, the, the, the problem, he, it, and I had never heard this. Um, Ali and Frazier hadn't talked for like uh, I'm going to say from that fight on. But uh, um, Al, uh, Frazier, Joe Frazier's son, um, came to uh, uh, Bernard and asked him to set up a meeting, and they all sat down at a, uh, a restaurant. Up in Philly, and because uh, at the time Allie was living over in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and um, um, Joe was living on the main line, and they went over there and they sat down and and at the end of the converse by the end of the conversation, uh, they stood up and they hugged and he said uh, it was probably the, the most poignant moment he's had in his life, uh, and you know coming from a guy like that, that's pretty uh, that's pretty solid, uh, but. Uh, He's got a new book coming out. He's going to uh, going to send us some copies as soon as it's out, and uh, uh, I'm getting him to uh, autograph copies for everybody so that we'll have it. But he's going to come back on and talk about his new book. Uh, oh, so you talk about the thriller in Manila. Uh, I mean, you, right. that, that's that was 15 rounds of brutality. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, that, mm-hmm. and that's why you understand why they shortened, you know, the rounds from 15 to 12. You look at that fight right. and. You can understand, you know, I mean, entertainment is entertainment, but two men beating each other for an hour at, mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. That's a life-changing yeah. event for anybody. Oh, my that, God. Oh, yeah. It didn't look too bad when you're sitting here watching on television and three minutes goes by. It's like, damn, 
I've boxed, uh, been in the ring, and that three minutes is a that's a lifetime. <laughs> and that's only getting one minute in, one minute in on your chair. Jesus Christ, give me a break. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Bobby and I had <clears throat> had a chance to train with uh, with uh, um, Aaron Jaco at his gym, and uh, <clears throat> we got a chance to do a lot of things that uh, most people wouldn't. And uh, um, then at the end of the, the day, I'm just about to walk out of the gym when uh, Dave Jaco looks at me and says, hey, you're my side. Let's get in and just go a couple rounds. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Dave is Dave's a great guy, but he's a uh, – uh, unfortunately, I just ran into him the other day. He's, he's got uh, pugilistic d- uh, dementia. And he's, he's just, I don't know if it's that or the drugs that he's, he's taken over the years, but uh, he's really, uh, really gone. But uh, his kids have all done very well. And uh, um, so it's uh, something to, to be proud of there. But, uh, well, guys, we're just about up uh, on our time hour here. Uh, Bob, I hope you uh, do well in your test tomorrow. And, uh, I know your wife will come out with a higher score, but that's uh, because she's studying while you're drinking. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and priorities, I guess, right? We've got, our, we've got our, our different training methods, you know? So I'm, I'm just hoping to be able to see. And then, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll let her know. She'll do great. Thank you, everybody. If you're in the San Diego area, hey, I'm, I'll be your skipper as of tomorrow. I'll take you out. You know, we'll be safe. Right. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. So you want to lead us out? Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Bob. I'm a good luck, Captain. <laughs> thank you, Butch. All my Fighting Words fans, these shows are definitely a memory of Bob, Coach Mellon, Dr. Chris. Anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. And anybody going out on a, a, a sailboat uh, in the San Diego area, uh, Bob's will be the one with the uh, up and down st- uh, stripe. Well, that may not be a stripe, but... Um, I want to thank uh, Bob and, uh, for coming on and uh, always prepared. Always the, the just the the fact that he's done all this um, and been able to, to relate it to to everybody is is fantastic. Z has always been a fighter from the from the day he was uh, born to the day till today. Um, you you've got to have respect for a guy who is not only a, a good man but a good father and a um, very good uh, boxing instructor as well as Muay Thai instructor. So we appreciate that. Uh, give your love give your love to your mom and uh, and Ty, and uh, we appreciate everything you do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services. When you're out there and you see somebody in uniform, please, these are very, very tough times for everybody in uniform. Um, just this month alone, we lost six men here in uh, in Florida, um, and it's uh, nothing nothing to be proud of. Um, this program is dedicated to those who lost their lives in line of duty: Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Bainger, Patrolman Jeffrey Azimuth, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Kendler, Lieutenant Mike Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Oswald Crispin, Lakeland PD. Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Key Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol. Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol. Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township, PA Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department. Excuse me. Patrolman uh, uh, Robert Jermaine, Wilmington. Windermere, Florida Police Department. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department. Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Kyloff. Uh, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Delaware County, uh, sorry, Delaware State Police, uh, Sergeant Sergeant Rodney Bond. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artif Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. FDLE Special Inspector, Benny Galaccio. Delaware State Trooper Corpus Siebel Ballard. Kissimmee Patrol Officer, Matt Baxter. Kissimmee Sergeant, Sam Howard. K-9 
Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy Bill Gentry, Highland County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Clay Zerba, Clay County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Natalie Corona, L.A. County Sheriff's Department, Pasco County Deputy Sheriff April Rodriguez, Officer Bob McKetchen, Biloxi, Kentucky Police Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol, Sergeant Brian Levate, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, and Deputy Mike Malik of the, the uh, Pinellas County uh, uh, Sheriff's Department, and uh, Patrol Master, Master Deputy um, County Mike's of the Tampa Police Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, sometime we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the hollow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week.
this year. 